Dance Masters, the podcast. I'm only listening if you get people chatting music with DJs behind the music. Chatting music with DJs behind the music. I'm James Blonde and welcome to the Dance Masters podcast where we dig a little deeper with the superstars of UK dance. We ask all our guests a series of questions and hope for a series of different answers to find out what's going on behind the scenes and what makes them tick. So if there's anything you want to ask on future shows, just get in touch and let us know. Tonight's guest on Dance Masters has sold over a million compilation albums and been at the forefront of the scene for, it's got to be coming up to 30 years now. As a producer, he's released numerous top 20 tracks, most noticeably club classics like Rock the House and uh, Let Me Show You as Kamizra. Plus, over the years, he's also remixed massive, massive dance anthems like Originals, I Love You Baby, Liquid Sweet Harmony and Stone Roses, Fool's Gold. With DJ residences at the likes of Gallery, Trade, Turmills and guest appearances everywhere from Cree, Ministry, Gatecrasher and Globetrotting to every corner of the world. Tonight, we welcome Tor Paul to Dance Masters. Paul, thanks for joining us. Absolute pleasure, James. How are you doing? I'm very good, my friend. Very, very good. You've been on the scene for a long, 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 long time now. And apart from noticing the crowd getting younger... How do you feel the scene's changed? Well, the reason I have been in it so long, I suppose, and still get a good vibe of it, that as an industry, you know, it's constantly evolving with a combination of factors. Um, obviously, there's a new crowd get into it, and some of that audience want to make music. And so instantly, you've got a new take on, you know, something that they love, and they go and do their own thing. And then some of them come to the forefront, you know, the cream rises to the top or, or the new ideas. And it, you know, and it transforms again. As far as the club side of it and doing shows, you know, they've followed a very similar element where you know people want to get together, they want to enjoy themselves, they want to have fun, they want to hear music that turns them on and, and makes them feel good and a part of an experience. So that side of it, you know, keeps the same. You know, it has to keep a core to it. Otherwise, um, it doesn't work in the clubs. Yeah, it's a sort of yin-yang, if you like, uh, that just keeps it moving forward. And after massive gigs, do you still stick around and party or or is it back to the hotel and a bath and an early night? Well, that all depends on the gig, really, and the timing and where I've got to go after. And if I can relax after the show, you know, hang around or there's a DJ I want to listen to or catch up with. You know, anything like that. So it all depends. But I'm not, you know, I'm usually not in a rush unless I have to get somewhere or catch a flight or blah, blah, blah. And have you had a fanboy pinch yourself moment in your career where you thought, I can't believe I've done this or I can't believe I'm on this lineup with this person or... Yeah, there's been loads of them moments, lots of them. I don't know, do you set, you know, you set yourself a goal, you want to make your first track, hopefully someone will play it, a DJ plays it, you're like, oh my God. Then someone else plays it, you're like, oh, this is right. And then someone plays it on the radio, like Pete Tong plays something. They are pinch yourself moments, but there's there's certainly moments that I wanted to get to. And, you know, I've, I've been lucky. I've worked hard at it. I've just wanted to do it. When you want to do something, it, it doesn't really feel like work, I suppose. I know a lot of people looking on the outside can see it's a, it's a great job when you're doing the job, without a shadow of a doubt. But, you know, there's a lot, so much behind it. And especially when you're touring and, and you've got to put the hours in. I remember touring America you know, it was it was long before it was all connected as it is now. So you would have to go state to state, city to city, and really, really put the hours in if you were promoting, you know, yourself or an album or a track. You know, it is exhausting. It is it is hard, and you've got to be very disciplined. And you know, you've got to have a good team behind you as well that are giving you the right shows and making sure that you're travelling in the right direction. You're not bouncing back and forth and up and down because um, then you, then it starts to not be nice and not be 
something you enjoy and then you know and then it all starts to fall apart a bit so you know i've been lucky you've mixed numerous compilations and numerous albums have you got one that you're most proud of the compilation stuff i mean i had a real great time and a good run with the ministry of sound compilations the first annual we done you know sold ridiculous amounts and i and and back when i started doing the ministry of sound stuff i had pretty much carte blanche on what I, what i could put on there it got a bit more difficult towards the end when uh, they wanted certain tracks to be on there and there was a, f- a few clashes with uh, track listing. But um, yeah, the annual was a, was a great sort of snapshot of a great year in music. Instead of dinner party guests, living or dead, you get to curate your own full club night or a festival stage takeover. Who would be on your lineup? I suppose I'll have to give Danny Ramplin a shout because he was someone I used to go and see, along with Groove Rider as well. Big influences in my life. Saying them two names now seem as far apart musically, but there was a time when they weren't as far apart. They were just slightly different in style. So they would probably be my headliners. And that kind of brings me on to my next question. Who's your favourite DJ of all time? I don't know if I've answered that already, I suppose. It, it, I don't know. When you, I've met people, like when I met Frankie Knuckles, and I was like, wow, man, you know, absolute legend. You know, he knew, he knew all about me. He knew what I'd done. He knew everything. Yeah, that was, that was a lovely moment. So I have to give him a big... Big shout. His name keeps creeping up time and time again on this show. I'm sure he's got like a network of spies out there. He seems to have kept an eye on what absolutely everybody's been doing. And then everybody reports back what an absolute legend he was. What a really, really cool guy. Oh, massive man. Yeah. Proper legend. So what's Torpaul's all-time favourite tune? He <laughs> put me on the spot here, man. My, my, my dad used to own a record shop. I remember hearing Talking Heads once in a lifetime off a tape that my dad played in the car. Wow. Just everything about the track. It was just the, the lyrics, the beat, the vibe to it. And it had that sort of housey tempo to it. And it was um, just really, really cool. Really like it. Talking heads uh, once in a lifetime. I mean, it kind of lays the foundations for the next question. Uh, and this is either going to work or it isn't because your dad had a record shop. Um, but yeah. do you remember as a very young uh, a very young man what the first record you bought was? Right. There's been debate over this one. So there was, there was a Woolworths in uh, Whetstone High Street. And I used to walk back and forth when I was going to school. It very well might have been ACDC, Back in Black. Wow, um, as a wasn't single. expecting that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure why. I still like the track, I must say. I still give it a good blast in the car if it comes on. You know, I was sort of buying a single every week or every couple of weeks. But why I bought that one, I'm not sure. I could say uh, something a bit cooler, but... Uh, nah, you know what, the, 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 the beauty of this show is some of the tracks that we get, it's fascinating. We've had Dolly Parton, we've had Spice Girls, we've had all sorts come through the ranks on that. So, uh, <laughs> Spice Girls, um, brilliant. I know, yeah, well, not necessarily for that question, but for this one. Do you right. have a secret guilty pleasure track? <laughs> uh, I think I've just given that away, and I have a bit of ACDC. When we were debating with my brother which single, it was either that or uh, Hall of Notes. There was three singles in it. It was either Hall of Notes, I Can't Go For That, yeah. ACDC, and the Grandmaster Flash. The oh, Message. Push Me. Yeah, The Message, yeah. yeah. So okay. it, was, it was one of them three that um, was the first one. So, yeah, e- either of them two. Okay. Well, I've got to say, all of those are relatively cool, so I wouldn't say yeah. any particularly guilty no, pleasure. There's no Dolly Parton in there. Although no, someone, no, there's not. Someone did do a remix, would you believe, a Dolly Parton versus Tall Paul uh, with with um, 9 to 5 over Rock the House. Why have I not heard this? Well, you haven't heard it because if you have heard it, you'll realise why you haven't heard it. Someone had one of those eclectic moments and thought, I oh, know, I know what I'm going to do today. I'm gonna... <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how I'm spending my time today. Brilliant. Yeah. 
Um, do you have one treasured piece of vinyl that you will take to your grave? We had some special editions of Rock the House uh, printed up and they, I've got them up on my wall. So that would probably be one I would save if I had to save one. And as a DJ, is there a, a signature record or a go-to tune that you think defines the Tall Paul sound? I'd have to say Kermisra because it's just one of those ones that just keeps on giving. It doesn't go away, still drops, still does the biz. And I suppose it's, you know, it's one of those records that took me four or five hours to blast up just before I was coming to Ibiza with actually Danny Rampling and Pete Tong. That was a pinch yourself moment there. Well, I've got to have something because these guys between them are going to cover everything new. So what am I going to drop? So I just thought I'm just going to chuck in some samples and uh, and just and then it just Bosh. became my own little Have a bit of that. Yeah, exactly. What's this? <laughs> I didn't really master it properly. It was just, just one of those things, James, you put together and to see that go off the first time that anyone had heard it, to see the reaction, that that was a definite pinch yourself moment. I would have loved to be in there. As always, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much for joining us here on Dance Masters. Absolutely. So if you've liked what you've heard and you fancy adding some tunes into the mix, check out the full two-hour show with an exclusive mix from tonight's guest at Union Jack Dance. .co.uk. Thanks for listening. Join us back here next Friday on Dance Masters and don't forget to hit the link to subscribe. Dance Masters, the podcast. I'm only listening if you get people chatting music with DJs behind the music. Chatting music with DJs behind the music.